I would say, you know, not everybody is a morning person or thinks they are a morning person, but everybody can become a morning person if you care enough about it. Welcome to episode 33 of the CPA Exam Experience podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and today you're going to hear me talk with Jack. This interview, like the other ones before it, this is a really informative from start to finish interview about the basically every part of the CPA study process. Jack's story is a really good example of, you know, somebody, probably most CPA candidates, you know, are younger, right out of school. And unless there's a immediate promotion, you know, depending on you getting the CPA, for most people, you do have some flexibility. Like there's there's no extremely pressing reason for you to get your CPA, you know, right when you're out of school. Obviously, that's what your firm wants you to do. And that's, that's your goal. But I think Jack really describes well in this interview, the the general mindset of, yeah, like, yes, I'm going to do this. And, you know, eventually I'll pass these, that kind of a thing. And what you'll hear Jack describe is that that typically isn't enough to fuel somebody to do the actual amount of work that's required to pass these. And he kind of has that experience, as you'll hear him describe. And so it's just a really good uh, story or uh, interview as he relates his experience from start to finish. And eventually somewhere in there, in the term that I like to use is the you know, he, he has to make the all-in commitment. He was committed before, he was putting in time and effort, but there is a difference of when you really have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, what am I really willing to do differently to make sure I finish these and get this over with? So that's kind of how this interview goes. I think it was, again, it's a really good one. Anyone, uh, if you've struggled with any kind of motivation or basically any part of the, the the study process, you will find this interview really helpful. Three things specifically I want you to listen for. The first one, I think a lot of people will find this very helpful. At a certain part of the interview, he talks about how he was taking practice exams before he went in and took the the actual exam, and he was scoring really low on these on the full practice exams, and that really worried him, obviously. But also, there are the there's the thing that I tell people to pay attention to to how to how to actually gauge how well you're actually doing or how prepared you are and you know, which one of those ended up being correct when he actually went in and took the exam and then got his scores back. So I think you'll find that helpful and sort of a relief because I don't typically recommend that you spend a ton of time doing, you know, multiple full practice exams before a section. I think there's a much better way of giving yourself the test day experience along the way without having to to dedicate that full four hour practice exam there's a, a shorter version of it that is more indicative of where you're actually at. And we talk about that in this interview. So the second thing to listen for is kind of what I mentioned in the, in the, the beginning of this introduction, the process of figuring out that, you know, at some point you have to take full ownership and you have to think, okay, what I'm doing, even though I'm putting in time and effort, it's not really getting me the, the hard results that I need, which is for passing scores. What am I willing to do differently or cut out? What? Are, how am I willing to change my daily routine to get me to that point? Or in other words, making that all-in commitment. And again, you'll hear him describe that whole process from start to finish. And then the third thing to listen for would just be the changes that he made that got him to that point. So again, I think you'll find this interview really helpful. Really quickly, you will hear him mention like pretty much every other interview, 
the free one hour training that that was his first introduction to super fast CPA and how he ended up getting our study tools and strategies and the videos. So if you want to watch that same, essentially the same one hour training, that's where we walk you through how we recommend that you study, how you can use your current review course much, much more effectively, spend less time with it each day. You know exactly what to do when you sit down to study. So you have an actual plan. You move through every lesson the same way and how you build re-review into your daily study process, all of which you'll hear Jack talk about. But if you want to watch one of these free sessions, just go to our website at superfastcpa.com. You can easily find the link at the, it's like the main thing on our homepage. Look at the upcoming training times, choose a session that will work for you. These trainings last about an hour and it will teach you to have the perfect two hour main study session. That's the key idea of these trainings. Or you can text the word pass now as one word to 44222 and we'll send you back a link. So with all that being said, let's get into this interview with Jack. And just, uh, I messed up the beginning of the recording, so you'll just hear us basically in mid-sentence as we start this. And feel like I've been churned up, spit out, and, uh, you know, had had my fair share of struggles for, you know, the, the amount of comp and, and uh, the, you know, the perks we get, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but the biggest struggle was the CPA, just kind of getting that out of the way. Uh, I felt like I wasn't able to, to get the rest of my life in order, you know, kind of adjusting to working full time and all that until I had this sort of, you know, cred out of the way that I needed to get. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's like the last big hoop to jump through kind of tied in with the, your whole education and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when, so you're done then, when did you finish your fourth one? Finished my fourth one in May of this year. Um, nice. So my, my whole story was I started uh, my fifth year in college. I kind of had, I did the master's program extra year uh, to get the, get the credits. And also, you know, my parents were like, oh, well, you're going to start studying and you're going to start knocking these out during your fifth year. And, uh, I, I can't remember if you mentioned where you went to school, but went to, um, I went to Notre Dame, big football school. And it was like, you know, I had all my buddies still there from undergrad coming back every weekend to visit in the fall. So of course, of course <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do shit studying for the CPA in the fall. And, uh, I get to the spring semester and I'm like, all right, you know, it's kind of my last hoorah in college. Uh, I'll start studying and I knocked out BEC, but there wasn't really a, an attention to focus. Uh, it was kind of just like enjoying my last lap in school and, you know, yeah. assuming, assuming I'll get this done. Um, as soon as, you know, as soon as I, I graduate and I become a, an adult. So, uh, so then I have a, a full summer of about six months before EY tells me to, to report for duty day one. And that summer, I don't know what the heck happened. I just, I started, uh, started going to the library every day, you know, just like ripping a Starbucks coffee, sitting there for eight hours and, and studying for a half hour. And <laughs> I had, I, yeah, like, that's every, always... <laughs> it was like every symptom that you described in your videos of like, yeah. you know, the, that you face when you have too much time and you know you kind of don't really have a study plan that was me in every way and i feel like just talking to you right now like you know just those videos were such an eye-opening moment for me when when i finally watched them about a year and a half into, into my studying and i was like all right there's a better way you can do this like yeah it's all outdated. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people have that experience, and it's just kind of amazing what your mind can do to, con- you know, convince you to not study. You know, it's how you can just – sometimes I would have these cycles of, like, uh, ESPN, YouTube, Daily Mail, CNN – make sure I'm checking all like the main news sites just a couple times. And then yeah, hours have gone by hours and hours. Yeah. You, Everyone read, knows how that works. Yeah. You've read every ESPN article on the site and then you refresh just to see if another one might've popped up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's a, yeah. yeah, that's a depressing moment too. Like, man, I am just, just wasting my days, but yeah. So so had you taken sections that you uh, failed or you passed BC and then what, what happened in that year and a half you just mentioned? I mean, that's basically so, what you just described, but you were taking sections that whole time. Yeah, mostly. So I, that summer I started out with audit. So I was like, okay, I got BEC done, you know, finished in, I think BEC was in February. I passed, had the rest of the school year to presumably start my next one and get ready for audit. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm just going to ride out the last few months, have fun till graduation. Then I'll start studying seriously. Picked up in May for audit, kind of jumped right in. And I took audit the first week of June when they were still doing the, the quarter cycle close. Uh, and I, I failed audit by two points. And I was like, all right, you know what? No big deal. I'll get it again. I've got a whole summer. Um, I'm going to start moving on to reg because I want to just get that one out of the way before I start work full time. I knew that could be, could be kind of a hassle. And then in the middle of reg, I decided, you know, let me go to Europe with my best friend for a month because this is the last <laughs> time in my life I'm going to have time. For yeah, I mean, that's valid though. You know, it's true. But Yeah. Some, some truth to it, but this was, you know, definitely a sign of a kid who did not really have a, uh, yeah, you hadn't a, locked down yet. Yeah. I hadn't locked down. And, and the plan was not concrete of how I was going to pass these. It was just, you know, eventually I'll pass all four over time. Mm-hmm. So start reg actually brought my textbook with me to Europe, which is like the dumbest thing ever. I, I literally yeah. was checking it in all my Didn't bags. Open it. opened it maybe twice in a month. Yeah. Um, so get back from there. Obviously forgot everything for reg that I had started. So now it's about August 1st and uh, I just started cramming, cramming reg. And I can't remember from, from the videos, if you said like, you know, if you were, we're not a tax guy, uh, which, which, no, I was, I was on it, but yeah. Right. Right. But, but like just a tax guy, like in school and stuff, or if you were one of those like anti, like, man, I hate tax. Like I don't want anything to do with it. I, um, yeah, I, it was just, I don't know. I didn't care about it or I didn't hate tax classes, but they were just like anything else. I, the, the ones I did not like was management accounting or uh, cost accounting. Yes. Oh, that was, that class was a pain in the ass actually. Yeah. But I, you know, definitely in undergrad was not a tax guy. I was like a firm, like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm going to be an audit. I don't know why I need to know this yeah. other than for the CPA. So uh, that was tough to cram, but I did get, I did get reg done. So um, I had two passed by November uh, of 2018 when I started. Okay. So I was, I was actually in decent shape. I had two passed and I was planning to retake audit, you know, sometime after busy season, just to get that one out of the way. Um, and that would give me three. And then, you know, hopefully far I can just knock out and get done. 
Um, so long story short, I did get audit done. I think it was like April uh, of 2019. So now, you know, the clock's kind of ticking because I started yeah. in, Feb- in February the year before. And I've got basically four months to pass far until, I guess, August-ish or August or September. I can't remember. Um, but I started studying for FAR that summer. You know, I was kind of feeling confident. I just passed audit. I got through busy season. And for some reason, it was like the wheels fell off the train. Like I kind of, <laughs> I, I, you know, I got through my busy season. I got through grinding for about a month straight after that to get through audit. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of fatigued from this. Like, you know, do I really need to study that hard? FAR is, you know, FAR is one of the easier ones, even though it's more material. Uh, so I kind of lackadaisically half-assed my way through studying that summer, assuming I was just going to pass because I'd passed, yeah. I'd passed audit and I'd passed reg and I failed far. So I, in August, I think took it, didn't find out until September 30th or whatever, cause it took forever with the cycles that I failed it. And then I went back to two and I still had to pass far and I failed it by like 10 points. Like I wasn't, mm. I wasn't, th- I wasn't knocking at the door, but um, I wasn't super far off. I just miscalculated what I had to do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe not the worst of stories that you've heard, but for me, it was, it was, oh, yeah, no way. but yeah, it, it is. It's brutal still. It's brutal. Like you, you lose one that you've passed and you worked hard to get, and you know you're you're working full time so you're like any more time i have to allocate to this than i've already allocated is a loss like it's yeah. just is kind of crushing and so i was just looking at like the far textbook looking at the whole thing starting all over at chapter 1 like like okay what do i need to learn to pass this thing and that was around the time when i discovered i backed into uh i think it was through the youtube video ads you yeah. were doing that that summer i don't know if uh, if that was like a, an ongoing thing or if it was just like late last summer, but um, I, I stumbled into your program like late August and honestly the free, the free. Uh, the, yeah. The hour training thing. Yeah. That was, that was what hooked me and also just kind of opened my mind as to like, all right, dude, you can do this. It's really not that big a deal. You just need to change yeah. the way you're going about, you're going about studying. Um, and there were, I guess the, the like specifics for me were I was trying to study after work, which you just, you're never going to do five nights a week. You're going to do it like once or twice a week. And it yep. might be an, an hour or two study sessions. And I didn't have the, the focus as to like why I wanted to pass the exam. And I loved the, I loved the goal statement that you, you kind of brought up and the idea oh, of like, yeah. give yourself yeah, a so reason you actually, why. Did you actually fill that out and like put it on your wall? I did. I did. I actually, I put it as my desktop screensaver for a while. There so I like, turned on my laptop and I'd be kind of embarrassed sometimes when people would like look over my shoulder <laughs> at my desktop. So it's like, you like, can do this. <laughs> yeah. Using like the corniest, like pick up lot, pick, I mean, like pick me up things. And yeah, um, that stuff, but, I mean, that stuff works though. Like that's, yeah, that's why I talk about that stuff all the time. It's you do, you have to, force yourself to like stay on track with like what you're trying to do each day. And that's just a good way of doing it. Yeah. It's easy to forget. And I, I, I'm just like, you know, you know, figuring out what I want to do, you know, in general, in my career and didn't, yeah. didn't necessarily choose accounting and audit because I really wanted to do it. It was more, I chose it because it was, you know, going to be a path to something, Yeah, but 
um, that, that goes hand in hand with my, like, you know, I can't focus on studying for the CPA for a week straight. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to forget, forget why I'm doing this within three days and <laughs> go, go play basketball with my buddies for two hours instead of studying right. tonight. Um, so, you know, there were, there were a lot of little things from that free training video that I picked up on and that I've sent to other buddies who've struggled with this and, you know, other kids that I know who are now going through it for the first time, just to tell them that like, Hey, you don't need to spend 30 months studying for these exams if you do it the right way. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the thing that I kind of glossed over, but in the middle of that 30 months was, you know, there are some real lows where you feel, you feel down about yourself or you're, you know you think of yourself as a kid who's always done well in school and, you know, got a good job at one of these firms and you feel like, you know, what's wrong with me that I can't get through these exams when plenty of other of my coworkers and peers are able to do it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just, I, I try and tell people that if you go about it a better way, you know, don't, don't drag yourself into that same hole I was in. Cause it's, it really sucked. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, and the CPA exams were weird kind of because I mean, I don't know what it is about them. I guess just that they're hard, but there were several, like several of the smartest kids from my master's program struggled extremely bad. And and a few mm-hmm. of them like never passed and kind of changed careers, which is weird. And then yeah, some of the kids that, I mean, me, I was like not, I was not the smart kid, not answering all the professor's questions in the master's. Like I'd always been kind of in sales. So I get in the master's and everyone was way ahead of me. And uh, yeah, so I had, you know, felt like that all the way through the master's. Like, man, I'm in over my head. These, these are like smart kids mm-hmm. anyways, mm-hmm. but it does with the right study methods. I mean, I came from behind past before anybody I got hired with, which to them was like a shock because I was not like the smart kid in the master's program, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it is, it's all about your strategy. That's kind of the big, uh, the big takeaway. Anyone can pass these with the, with the right daily strategy. Agree. Going along with that. So what, what did you change specifically with how you studied each day? Um, I had to become a morning guy. So I, the other thing about, um, failing far and learning in September was I had a nine thirty busy season. So I was like, I failed far. I lost BEC. If I don't pass far by December and I'm, you know, at, at risk of losing reg because mm-hmm. reg was going to expire in before COVID and they moved all the expiration dates back. I think my reg was going to expire in like the middle of 2020, like early, early to mid 2020. So I was like, you know, if I lose that one, I'm just not going to do this. I'm not going to yeah. finish this thing that I've told all my friends and family I'm doing. And, you know, I'm going to be a failure. Yeah. And life's never going to be okay for Jack. And um, it was, I, there was like a very real moment where I was like, okay, it's time to get this done. I need to get far done quickly so I can just do BC after busy season. And so I started doing the morning thing. And the morning thing was I didn't, I didn't get super busy until like maybe late November, December. So from the period of October 1st through Thanksgiving, I was waking up at like 4.45 every morning and doing two hours of multiple choice before work, an hour and a half to two every day. And I was doing nice. this 20 question quizzes, um, like kind of building cumulatively, which I love the, the, the nature of like, start from the beginning, you know, get your base in the first chapter. And then as you go through the other chapters, keep that base by just adding 
cumulative review sessions that gradually incorporate yeah. more Us- using Becker, like using the program I already had. So it was, it was morning study sessions before work, as opposed to what I was trying to do before, which was, you know, I'll, I'll find time tonight when I finish, I'll find the God, motivation yeah. in time. That was a huge one. And then just not uh, going through the video lectures, just literally multiple choicing my way to, to the exam. You know, maybe it's not for everybody, but for me, that was definitely a, uh, a massive key to success because when I was going through the exams, even the ones I felt like I studied enough for, I was taking so much time on the multiple choice questions and I was overthinking yeah. and, um, you know, kicking myself to the point where I would, you know, have to rush to finish exams at the very end because I would be, I wouldn't be doing great on the multiple choice part. So, you know, practice the way you play. I was, I was a basketball player growing up. I was kind of that, that resonated for me as like, uh, you know, if you, if you go out in your driveway and you, you know, dick around, shoot half court shots, you're not going to actually get any better for games. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. You need, to work on the, you need to work on what you actually can do and what you can yeah. handle. Um, so that to me, practice multiple choice as if you're taking an exam. I loved that. Uh, I loved the morning study sessions. Those, those were the two biggest ones, I think, because yeah. like I was saying, my situation wasn't like this dire, like, you know, mother of four kids trying to get her CPA so she can like get, you know, get a bump in her career. It was yeah. a kid who, a kid who has time and just couldn't figure out why he wasn't able to be successful and just needed to tweak those two little things um, nice. to, to get me success. Yeah. I mean, I, like it is really simple. That's kind of the core idea is, okay spend your study time doing what you're going to be doing on test day. That sounds so obvious, but the way that review courses are set up, you know, it's kind of, it's like necessary that they have all that info, but people use them and they just kind of operate under the assumption that they need to know everything in the review course. Mm -hmm. So by watching Mm -hmm. every video, reading every chapter, you spend so much time doing that, that just because people don't have eight hours a day, typically, it's also hard to just stay on task for that long. Like, obviously, even if someone mm-hmm. does have all day, every day. So to do all that, you're just mentally tired by the time you get to doing practice questions. So people don't spend that much time on it. And yeah. it just takes care of a lot of problems on test day. If you've spent tons of time getting good at multiple choice, mm-hmm. the test day thing, the timing, the Sims, it all just kind of takes care of itself. So I completely agree. Yeah. So then what did you do? So, so you started studying like that and that was for far, but you you had to refinish. What was your first one that lost? You got lost BEC. BEC. So BEC was not too bad. You know, using your, using those same techniques I described, it's pretty easy for me to get up. uh, As soon as my busy seasons were over March 20th or whatever, um, and just attacked BEC also coincided with you know coronavirus and quarantine and all that so i was i was also in a position where i didn't have to commute to work every day i was working from home just had a bunch of extra time in the mornings and you know i already knew bec was kind of an easier one so Mm -hmm. I, i was able to breeze through that pretty quick in about a month really i think it was four to five weeks and then i took it nice so you so you passed far obviously you changed how you were studying and then you passed it yeah, and then you just had the B had BEC left, and then I just had BEC left. So I passed far, 
right as I was starting to get really busy. I took it. I took a day off from work. Like my team let me take a day off in the middle of uh, technically our busy season, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like full, like crazy hours yet. And I took the exams like a Wednesday afternoon. And I, I, I wasn't sure about it, but I, I felt good. Uh, and then that was like December, December 10th or something. And then uh, when I got the, got the news back like a week and a half later when the quarter closed, it was like, you know, the best Christmas present ever was like, yeah, for sure. Just got got far out of the way. Yeah. Cause you basically know you're done at that point. You had already passed BC once. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and I knew how to pass it even more so the second time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing. When you get the process down and you just, you just know it works. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, What did you do with, let's see. So your typical day of studying, you changed to the morning. So mm-hmm. you were doing the kind of the two hour session that I, that I talk about in the videos. Mm-hmm. And then were you kind of studying with things during the day? Where did you have, what did you do for flashcards or did you have your own note taking system or what'd you do as far as that? Um, not, I'm not the greatest note taker. So that's definitely something like I'm not, super organized when it comes to making flash. Oh, you know what? Actually I did use the year flashcard app. Um, now, now that I think about it, I'm like remembering, uh, what's it called brainscape. Oh yeah. So, so the decks that, uh, what is that? Yeah. It's either on brainscape or quizlet or quizlet. Yeah. I think I used brainscape cause I have the app on my phone still. And I was just building questions that I got wrong, um, throughout my study session periods. Like when I'd go back and review, the multiple choice that I did that morning, I would yeah. like make a flashcard for everyone that I did wrong. And yeah, like to be fully honest, I didn't review those a ton. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't spend as much time on the brainscape going back through them, but I think just the process of writing it down and having Definitely. like having it, looking at that information in a different way kind of helps you um, understand the problems, gives you a little more like context for yourself. And so I did, I did a little bit of the flashcard stuff, but I also, I listened to your podcast when I would commute to work and um, I uh, would listen to the, the like video quick review sessions, the like the know, audio chat, notes, the audio notes. Yeah. 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 Um, I would just like throw those on and I would like, you know, be on my city bike going to work or be on the bus or whatever. Uh, so those were, that was, I mean, that was great that it was portable and yeah, you didn't, it's not the funnest thing. Like anyone would rather listen to music or Joe Rogan or whatever, but, uh, it's mm-hmm. again, I just think if you fill your head with this stuff all day, like whenever you have the chance, it just is, you're just that much more likely to pass, which is, you know, if you're going to the trouble of doing this at all, it should be all in to just make sure you pass, you know? So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then what did you do for, a final review or, you know, if you did a final review, I kind of mm-hmm. say if you're doing those daily uh, re-review testlets, the sets of 30, mm-hmm. like the whole point is you don't need the typical two week final review, but whatever you want to call it, two day cram session or like that day before you mentioned, you took a day off. What were yeah. you doing in the last few days before far? Wow. Um, Let's see if I have like a, a good, good strategy to use. Um, I, 
before far, I think I just went back through probably a week leading up. I started going back through the note cards that I'd made and like looking at basically areas that I identified when I first took the exam as weak areas and just making mm-hmm. sure I, I drilled those down. Um, Cause I kind of had the benefit of when I took that first exam, I, the whole time in the back of my head, I was taking notes like, all right, this section, I know I suck in like, or this section, I just didn't study enough. So I need to go back and, and beef up on it when I, when I eventually fail this and have to retake it. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of knew as I was taking it in yeah. August that I, that I was going to fail. Uh, and you should never have that in the back of your head when you're <laughs> taking a <laughs> right. $400 Ideally, exam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but so I knew what areas I was weaker in. And I think I just kind of went back through the note cards for that as far as like the, the wrap up. But the one other kind of interesting experience I would say I have as far as like the final review is on both FAR and, and BEC when I took BEC in May, I think I took it like May 21st or something this year. I did not do well on the Becker practice exam that they give you that they say, you know, take this two weeks before the exam, take this one mm-hmm. week before the exam. Um, I was like, I was in like the forties for BEC when I took it. And oh, really? Yeah. And I ended up getting, like that's interesting. I mean, I've heard people, people have told me that, uh, on these interviews that they'll do those and kind of freak out because of that exact thing. They take the full, mm-hmm. uh, practice exam and are less than seventies. And so then they think, well, I don't know. I felt like I was ready, but anyways, so you yeah. just tried not to worry about that and went in and passed anyways. Pretty much, but I, I was really worried. Um, and yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, you know, if I don't pass BEC and I have to wait till the deadline, um, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if Corona, they were going to extend the, the window closing period for everybody. Like they hadn't come out with the decision yeah. yet. So I kind of just went with a gut check and I was like, I think I'm ready. You know, it's, it's a pain in the ass getting a testing center right now. Cause nothing's right. cool. And I just, I went for it and I think trusting the fact that I'd taken it already and passed before was helpful. Trusting the fact that like I had a study process that I knew had worked for a harder exam yeah. was helpful. Um, but I guess if that's like a thing to share with other kids that are going through this, you know, through your podcast and your program and stuff, like I am a kid who never did great on those practice exams. The ones that, uh, you know, Becker and the, and the study programs give you, but that was not the real indicator of my readiness for the exam necessarily. It was more the, um, the cumulative reviews that I've been doing each day where, you know, if I know I'm getting 80% of these multiple choice questions, right. That's what I was going to ask was like, when you would do sets of 30 or sets of 20, are you, were you typically doing seventies or eighties on those? Yeah. I was hitting 80 to 85. Yeah. And see, that's, yeah. That's how I tell people to judge how they're doing is, like the first few weeks you do those sets of 30 every day. Obviously a lot of that stuff's new. You don't worry about your mm-hmm. score on those 30, like the first couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. as you get like cross the halfway mark in your material, then you're reviewing, you know, those are containing more than half the material. Then you should start mm-hmm. to notice, like you should be in like the fifties and sixties. It should start to go up. Like the closer you get to the end of the, all the material, you know, anyways, yeah, yeah. but I think those sets of 30 are like the best indicator for just how you're, how you're doing. 
Yeah. And you just made the point. Um, if you, you know, treat every session, like it's an exam and you get down yourself for getting less than a 70 when it's the beginning and you're just starting out like that's, that's another recipe for failure that I I definitely had the first time I was studying through it where my ego was like, Oh (laughs) shit. Like I'm going to go get a study session and get a 60 on this thing. Like I don't, I don't want to study today. I don't want to see that number. Um, but you absolutely have to go into it with the idea of like, I'm just going to practice and learn at the beginning. I'm going to use these to, you know, get myself better as opposed to I'm going to be, you know, judging myself for what I get on this, this practice study session. And eventually those numbers will get up if you're consistent about studying and staying to it. Yeah. Uh, people like have a mental block with that. They're like, well, how can I answer these questions if I haven't like watched all the videos, you know, and that's, that's just kind of a, uh, paradigm shift you have to have is like, you know, you're using the questions in the beginning mm-hmm. as a learning tool, just like the textbook is, or just like mm-hmm. the video lecture is it's, it's not evaluation. You're obviously, if you're just starting, you don't, you're not worried about your score means nothing in the beginning. You're just using those questions mm-hmm. to see what questions are about, like what they say, how you answer them, but that's what you're going to be doing on test day. So yeah. In the beginning, it's nothing about how well you're doing on the questions because mm-hmm. you're just using them to learn. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, that was, we kind of went through everything. What if you, I don't know what, if you had like your top two or three tips just in general, even if we already covered it, that you would tell to people studying, what would those be? Have a reason why you're studying for the exam. Like, Give yourself a, uh, a goal to keep you honest as you go throughout it. So for me, the reason was like, you know, well, mine was I'm going to be super, super bummed out telling my friends and family, like, I can't yeah. get through this at the end. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to be the same person when I go on family vacation because I'm going to have to go to the library every day and study as opposed to like, you know, going to the beach and hanging with my family. Mm-hmm. So uh, give yourself a reason to pass. I would say, you know, not everybody is a morning person or thinks they are a morning person, but everybody can become a morning person if you care enough about it. I never, I never. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. I, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I was definitely on the, you know, I needed a large cup of coffee to get myself going or a five hour energy or something. But yeah. um, I, be, I became a morning person and I now enjoy my getting up before work like productive mornings that i've sort of now built in as as kind of a side effect yeah um that's been life-changing for me so i think if you are serious about this exam and you are working full-time you should consider becoming a morning person even if you know you say oh that's not me i've never been that ever anybody can become that yeah for sure that's uh that's a big thing that I, you know, I tell people in emails, they'll email me. They're like, I'm just not a morning person. And, but and I'm like, okay, so how many nights a week go by where you don't actually study just cause you're tired or something comes up I'm like, well, two or three, you know, that's like, I don't know, 30 or 40% of your study time. That's just not happening. Like, yeah. it's like, okay, do you, I mean, I can't do this for you. Like, do you want to pass these or not? You know, mm-hmm. you got to, do something different. So yeah, it's uh and it does it just kind of sets your day 
I just think everything works better. You know, the two hours, first of all, if you have your study methods nailed down, you get way more done, Mm -hmm. but also that being the first thing you use your brain on when you wake up, it's so much easier to just be productive and move through material, just do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Versus when you're tired, obviously, and you've been at work for 12 hours. So, mm-hmm. And your buddies yeah. are texting you about some college football game or you know some Tuesday night event that you don't think you really have to go to, but you're distracted by. Yeah. There's, just, there's no distractions at 5 a.m. Yeah. Once, people, yeah, once everyone's awake, it just starts. Emails, yeah. texts, just everything. So, yeah. Well, that was good, man. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad our videos or the training, the tools helped a little bit. And yeah, congrats on being done. That's awesome. Thanks, Nate. It's uh, it's great to meet you. I felt like you know you're the voice behind my success. I know. Yeah, you're this, you're this talking head in the back of my ear. So <laughs> it's good, to, I, good uh, to talk to you. <laughs> I think about that sometimes. Like there are people out there like listening to my stupid voice like around the clock with their <laughs> with the audio notes, but yeah, they seem to work for people. So yeah. All right, man. It was good talking. Yeah, congrats on being done again. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Okay, have a good one, buddy. You too, Nate. Okay, see ya. So that was the interview with Jack. I hope you found that as helpful as I think you probably did. And if you found that helpful, if you found any of these other interviews helpful, please take a second and share it with somebody else who's working on their CPA exams and find the podcast in your podcast app where you listen to these. Leave a rating and review. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure and do that because we have a lot more of these interviews that we've already recorded that we will continue to release every Tuesday. So thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.